Thank you guys for joining us. A um, few minutes late, uh, but we're here. And again, we are on the search for the best of Americana music around the globe. And I, we are in for a treat tonight. Um, again, I meet people all over the place. People send me things. But this is someone I actually have seen live and really enjoyed um, talking to them and meeting with them. Um, so I had to have them on the show. How to bring them to the ranch. So this was down in Allendaw, South Carolina, one of my favorite venues in the whole wide world. Highly recommend. It's in the middle of nowhere. And just all these people come out to hear live shows every Wednesday night. So this is where I met Memphis Lightning. So without further ado, this is one of those acts that you just have to see live to really get just how much fun they can be. But tonight, how fun! Yeah. <laughs> it's great to see you. It's been a while, right? I know. It's it. You know, life has been awesome. Just on the road, touring, all the fun stuff. And how about you? How have you been? Same. I'm doing doing living the dream. You know, um, it's what it's, it's all about. Fun. It it really is. It really is. And some of us come to that in different ways because you have a backstory too that i just love i mean you're one of my favorite heroes of survival so your your dad's not with us he he is he will be in in just a few minutes okay i thought maybe you ditched him for the night oh my god no 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 you're good yeah <laughs> I, I i left him by the side of the road there you go there you go but he's, coming. he's hitchhiking he's coming <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is a father and son duo. Which one is Memphis and which one is Lightning? So, you ready for the... I got a quick story about the band name for you. I remember it. This is a good one. I like it. So, basically, the whole idea of Memphis Lightning was we started life as a band called the Blue Jets. And the Blue Jets, we started getting some national recognition. We're based out of the great state of Maine and playing roots, blues, and rock and roll. And what happened was... We found out we were getting sued. Someone owned the name. So we had like only 30 days to come up with a brand new name. And my nickname was Lightning. And first place we ever toured outside of New England was Memphis. So Memphis Lightning was born. And and it's funny because I'm the Lightning and everyone says, oh, is he, is he the Memphis? And no, I'm the Lightning for Memphis Lightning. And he is the Grammy-nominated musician, Big Red. Big Red. Okay. So Big Red and Lightning tonight. Uh, and a father-son duo on the road. And I got to tell you, that's a tough gig. The, I had a group last week, and he had started touring with his family, and then there was this big bruja, and I don't even think they're talking to each other at this point. Oh, my God. It, it's it's so sad because it's like my, my dad and I, we get along so great, right? Not only do we happen to love the same type of music, and when I say same type of music, we love everything. I mean, I have just as much fun listening to an old blues album, you know, like Eddie Boyd or Eddie Kirkland, 
as I do listening to Link Ray or Tom Petty or ABBA or Wilco, you name it. It's just everything. I'm sorry. I just had to kill a Latin fly that dive bomb me. I don't you, know where it's coming from, but I'm a little freaking out here. I'm so sorry. You are good. Yeah. And if anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this annoying little okay boss in the background. Right, and that'll give me time to tell you that we are streaming across six uh, channels, and there are people watching. And I encourage you, if you have any questions, anything to say, you can chime in and be part of our show. So thank you guys for chiming in tonight and watching. So while I kill lantern flies, come on in. I think that I think we got big red. Uh oh, we got big red. We got big red. Come in on the house. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Nice to see you. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes, it has. How's life treating you? Oh, it's been good. Really good. Really good. And I have my own show since the last time I've seen you. Congratulations. So, which is really great. Blast, uh, Blast Music 24-7 asked me to, to do an Americana show for them. And there was definitely a list of artists that I knew that I had to get on because we're showcasing the best in Americana music. And um, you guys shine when you play live. What's that? You guys shine when, oh, we, when you play live. We have a lot of fun. And it really, really shows um, uh, when you guys play. So we were just getting a little bit of backstory on your name, how you came to be. Memphis Lightning, and you are not the Memphis in the Memphis Lightning. Right. Yeah, we were just talking about I'm the Lightning from Memphis Lightning, and you are the Grammy-nominated Big Red. Yeah, thank you. Well, the name originated back when we first started. Uh, we were wow. more of a... Are you told oh, story? you already went through oh, it. We got through that part. All right. Well, we got through that part. I beat you to it, Red. I beat you to it. <laughs> did you watch the Grammys last night? No, we actually didn't. No, we did not. Funny enough, I do. I always love to try to watch as many award shows as we can. But as you know, from being a fellow touring musician, it can get a lot. All the routing, all the touring, setting up interviews and just being able to live life on top of it all. Right. It, it can be a lot. It can be Absolutely. a lot. So um, and you guys write. When do you find time to write? So pretty much the writing process for us is whenever it hits us. Yep. It could be at 1 a.m. and wake up out of a dead sleep. It could be at 5 a.m. It could be at noontime. It could be during the middle of a show. You never really know with us. I never attempt to block the creativity. Whenever okay. we go for it. And it's lucky we live together. So we're able to, <laughs> when, when lightning strikes, we're able to capitalize on it, you know? And That's really good. It. Do one of you write lyrics, one of you write music, or is this just a dual process? It's definitely say a, a dual process yeah. because like I'll come up normally like if I if I hear an idea and I'm writing it and then he'll come in and kind of fine tune it or even vice versa. Yeah, we're always giving each bouncing ideas off of each other. Okay. All right. So it's a constant flow. I mean, you are definitely living the musical lifestyle. And music is a lifestyle. Yeah, music is definitely our life, I would say. It's it's what we do for work. It's what we do for fun. It's, you know, people asking us, hey, what do you guys do for fun when you're not on the road? I'm like, we, we play music. And we, we always have. It's just what 
brings joy. Yeah. It's, it's our entire life. And we are so blessed, mm -hmm. so blessed to not only be able to do what we love. You know, I get to do this with my dad. I get to go out on the road and tour and play music, play the music we love to. And we have just the greatest fans and the greatest friends. Absolutely. And at the basis of it all, we have the most supportive family from Absolutely. my lovely girlfriend to my mom, to my nanny and pop, everyone that's been with us since the beginning. And I always thank everybody because if it wasn't for all of them, we couldn't do what we do. That's right. We wouldn't be here. And, you know, I always, people ask me in that shows and I tell them I get to do, I'm so lucky. Uh, we're blessed. I get to live my dreams every day. I get to do what I love with who I love and it's our own music. And for that, I'm thank you. And it's, it's a blessing. It's a gift. And uh, especially with his history, every day is a gift. So this is, it's incredible. And I'm, I'm very blessed and very happy to be able to do it. Don't, don't you love when somebody comes up to you and go, oh, you're a musician. What do you do all day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you're exhausted. You know, there's so much to do. What's your answer to that? Well, it depends on if we're feeling funny or not. <laughs> if I, if I am in one of those moods, because I was, I was raised on Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, you name it, right? I am just one of those people, if I get in a funny mood, you don't know what my answer is going to be. Now, generally, what I say is we try to get up early every morning. We try to, we always have a schedule. And by and living by a schedule is the best way to do it. Because it wasn't always that way. But as soon as you get into that mindset that you have to get up every day and you have to work, if it's setting up interviews, if it's routing, if it's touring, if it's talking to the agent, if it's signing contracts, it's a never ending day. And sometimes you have several hours of, okay, I can sit and practice. I can write music. Now all of a sudden, now it's back on the road. Yeah. You know, it's, there's so much to do between when you do it, when you make the jump from doing it as a hobby or just doing it on the weekend and you have a day job versus when you're doing it for a living, um, rent has to get paid, you know, bills have to get paid. You need to eat. Um, I don't like involuntarily fasting. So there's not enough time in the day. And anybody that does that knows that there's not enough time in the day to actually accomplish what you need to do. Because other than your personal practice, if you're, you know, an instrumentalist or if you're a vocalist or if you're an instrumentalist who sings and then you, you get all your work together, songwriting. And then, then there's the business side of things where, oh, we actually have to get shows and get work. And how do I put this together? And how are the logistics going to work for, we need to do, how long is this tour this time? Well, so, you know, as anybody that does that, and you well know yourself, there's a lot of time and effort put into it. Uh, you make a hundred phone calls and you might get two or three back. And right. it, you know, and it, and it can be very frustrating. And I think that's probably the biggest deterrent for most people is they get frustrated. So, you know, that, that's why I tell them, I go, there's not enough time in the day to yeah. do everything that I would like to be able to accomplish. And you know, people watch American Isle and they just think, oh, they just put you on a bus and there you go. And it's most people. Absolutely. Not yeah. that, that would be nice. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the, just really living the dream? Absolutely. They don't see all the work. They see you for those few right. hours you're on. Right. And job we're we're there to entertain we're entertainers and we're there to entertain people and especially if people are paying money to come see you they deserve a you know well put together well thought out planned show and 
whether you had a flat tire on the way there, the van broke down or whatnot, they don't care. They don't want to hear that because they have the same problems in their life. They're coming to see you to forget about it. And our job is to deliver joy and make them forget about that for just a little bit of time. And so, it, you know, and we really are, as you know, we're so lucky to be able to do it. And I'll, I'll tap in real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll add something to that is I've always thought of ourselves as entertainers. Yes, we're musicians because the music is always top notch because we work so hard at our craft. I practice a minimum of three hours a day. I want the music as good as it can be. No questions asked. But every show, we're, we're entertainers. If we're not putting on a show and making people feel good, and if they're not smiling and dancing and having fun, in my opinion, we're not doing our job right. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. So let's get to the music. The first song up is going to be Up, Down, Turn Around. Tell me about that. Oh, well, here's the thing. That is a tune that was written in more of that, it has that kind of roots rock vibe, right? And I've always been a huge, you know, Rolling Stones, Tom Petty, the Traveling Wilburys on top of the more blues and, you know, stuff like Eddie Kirkland and Eddie Boyd. But the thing is, that song is, I always like to write stories. I can write a story. I feel like I did a good job. And certain songs you pull from real life things that have happened to you and other times it's from watching a movie or watching something happen mm -hmm. in in this case the up down turnaround was actually based out of watching an old steve mcqueen movie and uh it was called the cincinnati kid and you never know where the inspiration's gonna yeah, where from. it hits when it hits and uh that that has that is one of the ones that we do we're a high energy roots rock and roll band blues based and but all american roots music we draw from so that one has a little bit more of that country flavor to it, but it's country flavored rock and roll. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's fun because we get to mix and draw from so many styles and in our style of music that we play, we draw from so much that it's, it's like spices and seasonings when you're cooking. We're going to go a little bit more, a little Southern fried on that one there. And that's got a little more country twang to it than, and some of the other ones might have more of a bluesy feel to it. And other ones are just more going to be straight up rock and roll or something might be a little more pop flavored. Um, we even have some that kind of have an island flavor to them. As I, so it, and when you do it, you're doing it authentically, the best of your ability to whatever. But that song to me had a little bit more of the, the country flavor rock and roll. That's the way I kind of, I, I think of that song that way. Well, let's give it a listen. All righty. Let's do it.
guitar solos we're getting some great responses people are digging your sound we're getting some really good stuff here but i have to talk about that guitar is that a cigar box guitar that is that is a cigar yes. box guitar isn't that cool i love it it's got a very distinct sound okay while we're talking about cigar box guitar i have to show you one okay I, you gotta see this yeah, I don't think you had that in Olinda. I would have remembered. So I have way too many guitars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, way too many. And a very active imagination. And a very active imagination. So this is a, this is just one of many cigar box guitars that I, that I own and I play. But there's something special about this one. So as you can see, it's a double neck, right? Mm -hmm. And you got your regular right-handed. But in case you don't think learning an instrument right-handed or left-handed is hard enough and you have plenty of time on your hands, then you can pull a lightning and learn both. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this. <laughs> That's crazy. Just alone, this thing. That I have never, I've seen a lot. I never saw it before. That is amazing. Lightning, and I love it. This goes on tour with us every time we go on tour now. And for a while, because it was, this is relatively new, you know, I, I, in the sense of I was left-handed as a small child and then, you know, ended up going right-handed. So when I learned guitar, I learned everything right-handed. But then years, many years later, I thought, you know what, I could learn left-handed guitar and just about a year ago we i think it was about a year ago when we started designing and it took it took time you know it took prototypes and this is the outcome the memphis oh double now, that going right handed left handed was that part of the recovery for you or well what's funny is it was so many years later it was more of a challenge i just wanted to do it i wanted to see if i could have the ability to learn left-handed guitar and then also learn them together there's a, just a fabulous guitar player by the name of Michelangelo Badio. And he was based out of Chicago. And he plays, he's one of the only guitarists I've ever seen play two, two guitars this way. So one this way and one this way. So we kind of, little inspiration on this one. Oh, that's amazing. That's great stuff. Because there was a time where you didn't even know if you could play. Yes. So you're very, very correct there. I was diagnosed with a form of cancer. It was a form of uh, classic Hodgkin's lymphoma. And even though I was very blessed, it was, it was a treatable, not supposed to be curable. And six months later I was cured. And, wow. but there was some side effects. And one of the biggest side effects was a permanent, a very rare form of neuropathy. And I lost the feeling in my fingers. And, you know, I've, there's been tries to get it back and I have gotten it back like to a point, you know, but it's one of those things that it's a never ending process. You change your diet. They, they try putting me on different like nerve blockers. 
you know, I'm not really, you know, big into medication or anything like that. So I'm more, if I can just change my diet, I'm much more happy. So you actually don't have feelings at some of the tips of your fingers. So now it's kind of comes and goes. You know what your feet feel like when they fall asleep? Yeah, yeah. That's my fingers. But for several years, nothing. Lost complete feeling. And there was talk about it coming back on its own. But it's one of those things that, yes, I have gotten some back. But at the end of the day, it's been a journey. Mm -hmm. And just going through that journey of having to relearn my entire instrument and never backing down. You know, I really do believe, you know, I was put here to play guitar and I'm doing it. When you are doing it, you are doing it. So you feel like a pressure when you play or sometimes? Pretty, pretty much like when your feet fall asleep and, and, and you walk, it's pins and needles. It's pins and needles. Pins and needles. And, and you're holding down frets and chords and yeah, yeah, up and down. The, sheer the, determination. Because right, yeah. we, we play every day. And we had just gotten off a tour. This was actually just as the pandemic kicked off. We had just finished up a East Coast tour. And wow, we're going to be housebound for a while. And I'm like, hey, let's let's play. And for about six to eight weeks, nothing. No. And I was like, this is really strange. <laughs> we're housebound. Yet this would be the best time to be playing, go out to the studio and just play. And I had no idea. He didn't tell me. So... Mm -hmm. It was after that one day he comes up and says, Hey dad, let's, let's jam. Let's, let's play. Let's work. I got some stuff I'd like to work on. And I was like, Oh yeah. And, uh, but even, even you could tell, you know, when I was playing, it yeah, wasn't it the wasn't... way it was more bare bones, you know, cause right. I, I had to learn everything. I had to relearn my instrument. Oh, absolutely. Right. He went from the level of being able to play Danny Gatt and Roy Buchanan and, and that level on the instrument to, like, okay, you know, I didn't really want to do that stuff anymore. I'm like, hmm, what's going on? And then, you know, then come to find out. And then to sit and watch him day after day after day practice and, and just bear down and, and will it to to happen, he's back to where he was and beyond. And, you know, matured as a as a human, as a player, to the point where, I mean, it's it's incredible to see. And I know struggles he had. And the fact that he doesn't have the full feeling like the rest of us do and the sensitivity, like I had to watch him with knives for a while because I didn't want him to lose a finger. Right, right. And, uh, but the fact that he's able to, and it was all by ear. It was all his intonation with his ear. He had to go by ear. And he actually has, you know, people have seen it. He's got a tattoo now on his wrist that started off as. Oh, um, if you can see this. Yep. It started off as. Uh, oh, yeah couple of lines and when, I, and when I bend a finger you will see the corresponds to a tendon for each finger and he used to draw that barcode on every gig with so a when sharpie. I'm playing guitar most guitar players watch your left hand I don't I watch my right because I do a lot of hybrid picking with my fingers so I watch the right hand side and I could tell you what finger I'm using based off of watching the tattoo yeah, tattoo artist happened to see that and catch that at a show. And he's like, I think I can help you with that. And the ink that he used actually kind of catches light a little bit. It does. And, and a shout out to Scott Cooper yes. and Big Daddy Tattoo in Port Charlotte, Florida for making that happen. And he's a wonderful. That's amazing. So he, yeah, that was just sheer determination. Found where there's a will, there's a way.
Yeah, that is a big story of there is a will in the way and how you adapted, you figured out the tattoos, you can watch your tendons. You know, that is just the dog and determination. So let's hear another song. We're going with Strings Attached. Tell us about that. Okay, this is this is a really fun tune. So the idea on this tune is the whole idea of I've had I've, I've actually had a lot of people try to tell me their their thoughts on it. and I love hearing everyone's interpretation because in my opinion is really not a wrong one. When I came up with the song, it's the whole idea of not allowing anything to keep you down and then taking the people in your life that support you and letting them in. Because for a lot of musicians, it can be very hard to want to let anyone in, you know, and when you do, the world is your oyster and it's being able to accept the fact that there is happiness in this world and we do deserve it. That's well put. And I think your perspective on everything, I'm sure your perspective changed <laughs> in the world after that, because, you know, it could have gone differently. And oh, you well, could very right. Very well, right. this, and so your vision is a lot different than a lot of people. And you've learned to respect a lot of things that people don't come till to later in life or if they ever do. I couldn't agree more. I also, I, I like to think of myself as I, I hold nothing against anybody. I don't care about politics. I don't care about religion. What I care about are good human beings who want to make this world a better place. And if I can do that with my music, then I'm doing the right thing. Yep. Yep. And I, we have people in the audience who are agreeing with you. So with true. I, I couldn't agree more, Absolutely. Billy. Spread a little bit of joy. You know. All right. Let's spread a little bit of joy and listen to Strings Attached. Every time you see me, I 
full-time keyboard player couldn't be here tonight but he's here in spirit can we hear it for rick curran because next time you see us he's going to be with us a big thank you to donald dell and his lovely wife and brother thank you all so much for being here and making this possible i hope you have a great night <laughs> memphis lightning getting it done thank you and we're back here on the ranch um, and again, if any of you watching would like to be on the ranch, there's this annoying thing streaming below. Just hit my website, the shows, there's a form to fill out. Some of us have to fill it out twice when they don't send us the right videos, <laughs> but <laughs> we call that pulling a lightning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we got some comments coming in. What do we got? Oh, we got lots of clapping going on. I love clapping. I love clapping. We're a live audience. It's great stuff. So, all right. Where were we? Okay, we're talking about your story. You had to relearn guitar, relearn your perspective on the world, uh, really. Right. Sometimes you're just changed forever, you know, and your insight has changed forever. And you've been such a positive message with that you know um you're not bitter you're just like all right now i gotta do something different and that's so admirable no thank you so much i'm i'm a big believer in the whole idea of you know second chances and i always appreciated things but definitely after going through that scare i appreciate everything in this world all the little things every morning that i wake up and i mean and i'm up I'm on the right side of the side, as they say, and it's just, it's a beautiful day in general. And I can never, ever argue with that because the fact is some would say I don't belong here because of what I went through. And others would say, no, I do belong here because of everything I've been through. Right. right. Life is short. It changes your perspective right. or say it puts things back into perspective. Ah, and you Very know, good. Nice we, one, we, we all get <laughs> our day to day, you know, 
got someone cut you off and this and that. And you know, I'm guilty of it when we're driving and I'm on the road, you know, and, and then you realize like, you know what, life's too damn short. It's uh, it, well, the fact we woke up, we got a whole new day to start all over. We don't have to carry all that other crap around that we did. And I started looking at the good, more of the good in things. And I was blessed to have my son. And I, I didn't know if he was going to be here. And it was the hardest thing to ever go through to know that, you know, here's your child and watching him battle for their life. And, you know, it's just like, no, you know what? I, I ain't got time for that. Life's too short and everybody has stuff to deal with. Everybody has crosses to bear and whatnot. So our <laughs> cancer, it's different for everybody. And, um, but everybody's in it. We're all in the same boat together. You know, we only get one spin on this rock and it's, uh, let's enjoy each other. And, you know, yeah, and you guys are able to do what you love on top of it. I mean, that's just, you know, again, keeping things in perspective and saying, all right, life is short. Let's do what you love in Absolutely. life and do it well, you know. Do it to the best do of our best ability. ability. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And you guys are good, so. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is that. And I would say it brought you guys closer, but I can't imagine you guys being any closer. I don't know. Oh, no. he. <laughs> That's my boy. And uh, we've been, no, you know what? I've been very blessed. I've got the best son any parent could ever ask for. And I got the best dad. He's been close. You know, I was Mr. Mom when, when he was younger. And uh, with him, I had got off the road touring. I used to tour with an old blues legend by the name of Eddie Kirkland. And um, for those who don't know who Eddie is, you should. He, uh, he was John Lee Hooker's guitarist, and he was Otis Redding's band leader. And that was the man that took me on the road and taught me the blues. And then in turn, much later on, taught lightning. And the, so, you know, just to, when I got off the road with him, we had a few bad daycare experiences and whatnot, and I was assimilating back to civilian life, um, teaching lessons and gigging. And, I, you know, I... I I kept him home. So the best thing that worked out for us was that he was home with me all day. And mm -hmm. then my wife got home. Uh, I would go to teach lessons and gig and having that time together. It was awesome. And I now have a whole new appreciation for what my mother and most moms go through uh, when you're taking care of your little one all day. And, and uh, it was just, wow, what an experience. So I think that plays a, a large factor in you absolutely know, why we're close and i was blessed yeah. able to you know coach his little league teams and his babe ruth teams and do all those things that fathers want to look and get a chance to do and then to finally one day have your son say oh or your child in my case my son but i want to play a guitar i want to play you know follow my oh, you, know, you know and i'm like ooh, i was like yes i didn't say anything i didn't want to push it on my kids i just i wanted my kids to be passionate about something and whether they were going to be lucky enough to make a living at it, that's even better. But just be passionate about something and find your own way. And I got lucky he followed me into music. And we've been going strong ever since. And I'm just so, so very blessed for that. There aren't many father son. I mean, there are, there are people, you know, that their sons have, they play, but they don't often play together. Right. I have right. a lot of friends who play and their their kids play. Right. They play a different style of music mm -hmm. and they don't play together. I'm like, you don't even play on like holidays or get together and jam. I'm like, how do you, I don't understand that concept. You know, I, 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 when he grew up, there was always instruments around the house. The drum set was there, the pianos were there. 
guitars were there. I left everything out and I never said no. You know, and when he wanted to touch it, I had friends like, oh, you can't touch that. You might break. And I'm like, it's an instrument. So what? Buy another one. You know, I wouldn't put the most expensive vintage thing you have on. You know, you shouldn't have that, you know, laying around to get broke. But I never said no. And I wanted him to explore his curiosity with it. And got lucky he got bit by the bug. And and that, he plays multiple, multi-instrumentalist. And that's, everything was always there. And I, and, uh, and I wanted to encourage that with him. Mm-hmm. And you did. You know what? It, because there are, with what is going on with your hands, there are easier instruments to play. So what's funny enough is I always always play guitar and, and guitar and bass. When I relearned those, oh, that was that was I'm not gonna say easy, but that was very uh, palatable to do. But then relearning piano was definitely more of a struggle. Like if I'm playing more like keyboard or organ, a lot easier. But the weighted keys of a piano. You know, if I don't lift my hands up quick enough and go to roll, I mean, I'll just break fingers, which I have. Oh, I would thought piano would be easier, but you're right. The weighted keys. When you're down and then you pull the fingers up and then you go to turn. And I remember once relearning piano and I broke three fingers, two on this hand, one on this hand. Yeah. And it sounds funny, but a side effect, chemo made his bones more brittle. So it doesn't take any. You got to be even more careful not to you know break them well my aunt was an artist and they didn't she had breast cancer and she didn't think she would live so they hit her with everything Mm. lived but she lost the entire use of her right arm and it's pain there's like like that falling asleep shooting up pain that she's lived with and she lost her art you know she tried to come around with the other arm and but no, people don't understand how invasive the chemo and the radiation can actually be. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I most people don't know I worked in the medical field, you know, for a point in my life. And you would handle that stuff and you can't get that on your skin yet. We put it inside people's veins to uh, cure them and help cure them. It's it's dangerous stuff. And uh, it, you know, if the, was it sometimes the cure is worse than the disease and so it's very toxic to the body but we're blessed that you know we think about the, the positive that they're here but mm-hmm. it robbed a lot of things from a lot of people and changes them forever right right and it changes you forever and it's interesting i was talking to another a female artist of uh, tara um about hand positioning she's a saxophonist and she was getting a lot of pain and stuff in her wrist because mm. you know they're set up for males that are a certain size and stuff and she finally found a female friendly saxophone which didn't hurt her wrist no oh, that's wonderful yeah you you try to adapt you adapt and try to keep it going because that's your joy that's what brings you happy and yeah do you, do you know abby gardner i don't know if you've ever heard of abby gardner but again she had some hand problems and what she did she's like i'm gonna play i'm turning this the guitar sideways and you know, one slide, Dobro yeah. style. That's amazing. Good for her. Yeah, great for her. Absolutely. That's so the talent, you know, you love what you do and you just adapt and do it. Let's hear another song. We got one more. We got Let It Rock. Let It Rock. We got, this is basically in dedication to all the old school rock and rollers. One of my biggest heroes ever, Link Ray and Chuck Berry and, Dion and all the old school. It's good old school rock and roll. All right, let's do it. (laughs) 
All right, got a lot of fans uh, chiming in on that one. Uh, again, welcome back to The Ranch. You're here on The Ranch with Randy O'Neill. We are here every Monday night at 7 o'clock, finding the best Americana bands around the world. And we found some real talent tonight, some people could really play. And um, again, uh, Paul was chiming in that he, he really loves the fact that you leave instruments out to play, you know, that they weren't China and they weren't, you know, that you want people to learn and play. And you know what? When you learn to play, you make tons of mistakes. You oh, know? absolutely. The frustration factor in learning an instrument is one of the biggest things. And I taught for many years. And one of the things I learned or I wanted with him was remove that, you know, frustration factor. It's, it's not easy or hard. It's some things might take a little longer. Mm -hmm. Some things you might learn in a day. Other things might take a few weeks, months or, or longer. But it, you just keep working at it. And, and I watched that with him as he grew. And I let, like I said, I wanted to encourage the curiosity. Oh, what does this sound like? Or what does this do? And, and it was, I, I mean, to watch my kids just start playing all the different, I mean, it was awesome. It's, it's fan. I still, there's nothing better than sitting there watching him do what he does on stage. I take my dad moments whenever I can, but um, he's my partner in crime. And, and it's, this, I'm just, like I said, I'm living my dream. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> I admire that so much. I had the opposite story growing up where my family just had no set use for music and they actually sold my guitars one day I came home from school and they were gone. They were alcoholics and the whole backstory. And it took me oh, uh, guitar. Oh my they God. sold them. I had two of them and they, and they sold them. They were just gone. And I just, I'm like, okay, I can sing, you know, and I did, I put a lot into my voice, but it took me years before I could pick up an instrument. I've only been playing a couple years now, like 10 years you know, because I couldn't pick it up. I was like traumatized, you know, oh. you know, but so I love musical families where they just all sit around and jam. I just love hearing those stories, you know. But you know, the one thing is, and I'll say, I'm, I'm so sorry that happened to you, but like you said, you had your voice and that's one thing I can never take away from you. Yep. Always Absolutely. sing your heart out from that moment to now and that's what I do. But it's again, you have to adapt, you know, when it's something you love to do, you don't let them take it. You just find a way to adapt and, right. and know, do it. You and find a way it. to, you know, get you to, you know? you know, a friend of mine once told me, and I have to remind myself of this all the time too, never let them steal your joy. And, you know, and it's true because the thing that brings you the most happiness, you know, and, and any musician knows this too. The majority of us, I was the first musician in the family. You know, I had very wonderful parents who were supportive of lessons and stuff. But when the day came that, you know, I decided, hey, guess what? I want to do this for real. And and what? You're not going to go to school and be a doctor? You know, I might as well have said I want to be a bum. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it took a very, very long time to kind of win over that thought process, uh, especially older school, as you well know, like parents mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, the fact that like, you might as well just say, I want to be a bum and do nothing. Um, and you know, I'll starve and I'm going to be living in a van down by the river, you know, under a bridge. Uh, and it's, and to, to get the, the respect, you know, that it is, as we talked about is such a, you, there's never enough time in a day to do all the stuff you need to do to work, mm -hmm. to, to learn it. You know, there's no set career path for it. If you want to be a doctor, you go to school, they say, do this, do this, do this. Here's the path. Take these classes, do that. Boom, you're a lawyer, you're whatever. And someone says, well, I'd like to make it in the music industry. 
Well, first of all, what does that mean? And it means something different to everybody. Mm -hmm. But how do I go from sitting in my room playing an instrument and loving that to sharing that with people? And you know, there are some people can sit in their living room and be content with that. Absolutely. And I'm not it, one of them. No, <laughs> you know, it's what I love to do. And I love to get out and I love to travel to see all the different faces, you know, this, as you know, but, mm -hmm. um, but we, we sit in a room and we play every day and I know that joy. That's why we do it. We listen, we were all, you know, we all were fans of music. We heard it on the radio. We saw it. We saw someone play and we go, wow, that's really cool. I want to do that. And I have the utmost respect for anybody that learns an instrument because the discipline that's required to do that, you know, it's not, uh, we live in a fast food society where, I walk up, I order, I give you my money and I go and, mm -hmm. and, and video games, you know, and nobody wants to sit and learn an instrument anymore. So for anybody that sits and does that, there's a tremendous amount of respect. We were just crazy enough to want to try to do it for a living. And then you got to find a whole new, figure that way out, you know, figure out how to do that. Right. Right. But you're right. It's not always the most accepted thing when you first come out with it. And I don't think people who, unless you tr made that transition from hobby to professional, that you really appreciate the time that goes into it. I mean, the, the business end of things is huge. Absolutely. You know, That's especially true. when it's original material that you really have to market and hone and record and... I, I, the only thing I equate it to, it must have been like being a door-to-door -door salesman and having a door slammed in your face. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to learn to have the rejection happen and not let it, determination, sheer determination. And, uh, you know. Because it, it is a business of rejection in a lot of ways. Like you said, a lot of people don't get back to you. Mm -hmm. You can spend days on end just waiting for that email, waiting mm -hmm. for that call, you know. Yep. It, even when I started, you know, booking with the band, you know, with help from my old man and, and then, and we're just talking local before we started touring and some of them were very old school. They wanted a press kit. They wanted you to print out, have, have your CD, you walk in, you hand them everything. Nine times out of 10, those would get thrown in a trash can. Sometimes in front of you, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you're not there. And now, now it's a lot easier. And, and it's weird to think, you know, because I, I am younger, but, you know, I, I may be 26, but also it's one of those things that I've seen a definite change in the last 15 years of playing in the band. And now everything's online. Now it's like you take your electronic press kit, your agent will send it out, and it's a lot easier. But it took years and upon years to... I literally, and uh, I got a funny story for you. This was a venue that we that we actually still play, and uh, we we love them dearly. But we reached out to them about a show. Three years later, they get back to us, but the date was still the date I was asking. For. Yeah, the day of the month. It the year the, wasn't the, right. The year wasn't right. But it's three years later. They got back to us, and they were like, "Hey, by the way." Uh, if you're still available for that June 23rd and I'm thinking, well, it is April already, but that was June 23rd from three years ago. Right. <laughs> what are the chances, right? I'm laughing because the people, 
on both sides of this building, it, it, the, 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 the marketing of it, the cast of characters that you're constantly dealing with and the personalities and, Absolutely. you know, it, but Billy has the right idea, you know, music gets us through a lot of dark times. I mean, it's why we do what we do. Absolutely. And um, we kind of always have to keep that in mind, you know. Oh yeah, it heals, music heals. Heals, it's good for the soul. That's why I do, that's why we do it. And then, like I said, we were just crazy enough to want to figure out, well, how do I, how do I, how can I do this for a living and, and not do something else? And, uh, and, you know, sometimes you're like, it's a long road. It's a long road to go. Uh, but we but do it because we love we it. We love it. That's yeah. why. Pure and simple. Very simple. Well, where can people find you? Do you have shows coming up, website, all that good stuff? Yes, we do. So just to give a little plug on this side of things. Make sure to check out the Facebook page. That's Memphis Lightning, and uh, I think we're we're just around the twenty thousand follower point. So if anyone hops on, please give us a follow. They can find our bands in town. All our shows and events are right there on Facebook. Our website is being revamped into a launch site. That way, all our social medias and everything will be promoted and pushed on there. Our YouTube channel at Memphis Lightning, and some upcoming shows we actually we have we have several tours coming up in uh in march april and in july and in march we're very proud to announce it just went live today is daytona bike week we are going to be playing three shows at main street station thursday the 7th friday the 8th saturday the 9th and we are just so, so blessed cool so cool Oh, it's wonderful. There's going to be so many people, and, and we get to, it's just going to be a blast. It's awesome. I can't wait. And we're very blessed. We're going to, we're actually able to bring uh, most of our family with us. And, you know, we got uh, my girlfriend, Jess, and Mama Lightning, and uh, it's just going to be a great time. Mama Lightning. <laughs> Mama Lightning. Yep. Mama, Mama Lightning. Got her nickname. Got to get her doing some harmonies in the back. <laughs> all right guys you have been great thank you so much hang out for a second while we vamp out well we got one more last, last comment oh that was just a thumbs up all right see you guys you. next week and you guys hang out in a second hey. i'm on the road don't know where it goes i'm on the road follow Beyond you